the vast majority of all this text is wank anyway, right? Cover page, something, letter to the editor. Dear editor, did you know that the thing that's missing from your life is all my good shit? Bet you didn't. How about this? You're scrolling, 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 scrolling. You get to page six, and then you've got to read from exactly page six to exactly page 17, and then skip out the references, and then go to the figures from exactly page 25 to exactly page 33, right? And if you want to check the fucking supplementary, you've got to go open another link. It's all horribly, it's all horribly organized because we're trying to get over the legacy of having to write shit down on dead trees. Welcome to Everything Hurts. My name is Dan Quintana. I'm from the University of Oslo. I'm here with James Heathers from Northeastern University. James, another Hi. episode. Hi, Dan. We we have a, a listener question. This was sent over Twitter DM, which is uh, one of the many ways that um, people are getting in contact with us. And we're just going to jump straight into it, uh, into the question because this, yeah. this is a good one. All right, here it is. Fuck it. You, you all know what you're here for. You know, I, 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 love, I love our short intros. Get straight yeah, into it. You can you can None you can read the podcast description if you want to know what this is all about. If this is your first time, eh, just, just stick around and see if you like it here. I don't fucking know. Go. Go, man. Go. Here it is. I am an ECR in psychology whose first manuscript just got rejected from what my colleagues and I consider to be a good journal. It is not the end of the world, but it's potentially relevant for my question. We've tracked all of our work on GitHub. This means research materials, etc., and we'd like to share it with the world, but we are wary about doing that before the manuscript is accepted because we don't know how that would affect our publication prospects. Once the materials are out in the open, our anonymity could be blown, not just because we're identifiable through our GitHub accounts, but also because our names appear on the manuscript and some of the scripts, etc. Uh, it seems like this can be a problem for the blinded review process. We're not sure how this could affect the publication process for journals we'd be willing to apply to. I know some journals support preprints, but would it be a problem if our names appear somewhere? I know OSF can um, anonymize GitHub comments if you link a repo, but our names are still in the materials themselves. Should we read through the journal's open science practices for authors and consider only those who state they support preprints? Uh, does supporting preprints say anything about preserving anonymity while the paper is under review? Uh, furthermore, since most of the reviewers' comments aren't raising serious doubts regarding the study, and none of them pointed to any egregious mistakes, would be willing to rework the manuscript a bit and submit it to a similarly ranked journal. Is there anything I should be concerned about, given that we're willing to post the materials? Uh, I'm really not sure how to approach the whole thing. I'm okay to go public with a preprint or wait or what, and I'm also unsure how to convince our supervisor that this wouldn't hurt our prospects. Supervisor is generally fine with open science practices, but is also unsure about the whole process and therefore reluctant to go open until the manuscript is accepted somewhere. Do you have any suggestions, stories, or resources that could help us? Wow, this is a good one and very common, very common question that I get from chatting to people. Damn, that's a well-written, uh, comprehensive, uh, interesting question. Uh, just one small point, Dan. Say anonymity. Anonymity. <laughs> it's ah, you're killing me. Oh, you found you found you found my word. I, I saw it and I'm like, oh no, it's coming up. I'm going to pronounce this incorrectly. It's it's the Norways. Uh, it's the Norways, James. It's the Norways. The Norways are in his blood yeah. now. Dear me, that's uh, yeah, and it's, it's, uh, he's put it in twice. Well, I'll I'll be sure to bring up anonymity. Anonymi quite a lot. <laughs> You're just going to get people to send questions about that. Well, this is um this this covers a lot of really really interesting stuff. Uh, first thing I want to ask you, James, about this. 
is um to the we have a bit of crossover but generally speaking our, our work has sort of diverged a little bit in the sort of journals that you're submitting to do they have blinded reviews double blinded quite reviews quite uncommon double blind review yeah you no, uh yeah I, I think uh the only time i come across blinded reviews is when i'm working with like a collaborator who's sort of a little bit outside the field that i'm in and um mm. It's not that common. Yeah, right. Well, look, this 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 puts a whole lot of things in order. Um, if there's one thing we can probably put to rest straight away, uh, the vast majority of modern journals, a, a few hilarious stories on the Twitters aside, the vast majority of modern journals don't have a substantive problem with preprints in the presumptive area that this paper uh, would be going to. Sure. I think that's I think that's reasonable to say. Um, and if there's any friction with that, as much as people like to get angry about it, all you really need to do a lot of the time is say, dear editor, dear associate editor, here is your publishing group's <laughs> bloody, like, field-wide or... Uh, like omni field wide policy on the fact that this already exists. Um, read it. You probably should have read it previously and reconsider your ill timed remarks, you thick necked wanker. Well, that actually. So that that's um, because I mean, also a lot of a lot of the time when that's happened, a lot of time I've seen these funny little stories about oh, the editor <laughs> saw the preprint and he shit through his eyes and got really angry with us. That in direct violation of their own journal policy or the policy that has been set by the publisher that publishes the journal. Mm. So, those things those things are soluble problems. I mean, it's just some harsh words from someone who probably should have read the fine print more carefully or is just gradually catching up with modernity. And every single- so that, that's, a, that's, that's a pretty soluble problem. And every single right? time that's happened, um, it's been cleared up very quickly, both from the editor. Um, that happened to me once. I had a reviewer going. <laughs> it was a two-sentence two review. Uh, I did a Google and I found a, a manuscript that was already published in essentially the same reject. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, you silly wanker. It's very silly. And it's still, it's, it, you know how people say it's always five o'clock somewhere, Dan? Usually, uh, usually it's a uh, someone with sad eyes opening a bottle of rosé at one in the <laughs> afternoon. It's always five o'clock somewhere. Well, it's always 1985 somewhere in academia. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure that person- Figured out in a flying hurry what a fucking preprint was. Okay, so that's not a that's not a huge thing. Mm. Um, also, presumably, here's here's the first thing I do. This this sounds like a pretty good manuscript. Mm. You send it somewhere that's ostensibly fancy, whatever the hell that's worth. Um, there's no major problems in review. They say no because uh, whatever. Maybe you know this is better suited to a specialty journal, <laughs> which is um, which is usually code for either pay our sister journal or we can't be bothered or we think this is going to mess up our IF or whatever else and whatever bullshit reason it is this time. So make a little list of the three or four journals where you say, if I submitted this manuscript to those journals in sequence, some fucker will publish this somewhere. Because I think it's interesting and people from the community from which the reviewers are drawn from these journals will think it's interesting too. Mm. Right? 
three, four journals, and you've, I mean, it's just a matter of time. Eventually, someone's going to say, this is a good idea. Maybe these reviewers in the first round have got, like, reasonable comments, and there's things that you can actually roll in. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, grad, grad students, it's nice to be a grad student and have time to do shit like that. <laughs> not, necess- you know? not necessarily, though, because if you're, if, you're uh, if you're a PhD student, often there are pressures that you have to well, publish. Well, of course, of, course, of course, there are pressures, Dan, but you're, you're rarely in the situation where you're juggling six manuscripts at the same time. Oh, yeah, yeah, While yeah, you yeah. try to write a grant, while you try to corral <laughs> a five-year-old and a two-year-old with- um, I'm, oh, I'm not even going to invent an illness because everyone with two-year-olds will get angry. <laughs> you can't give a hypothetical two-year-old a, a, a disease called the screaming yips, James. That's not a thing. Um, so, once you've got your little list of journals- Look at their policies. Mm. It's very, very easy to find out what the individual policies are. And if there's like Wiley Blackwell or Elsev or whoever else exists in the, 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 the empire of filth, a lot of the time there will be a policy that might be the journal might be subordinate to. So you can look at that shit really easily. Now, this might not be so clear if you're talking about a niche journal that's something that is run by a society that is in a particularly specialty kind of area or is somewhat independent, et cetera, et cetera. They may have their own policies. Yeah. So that's answering the question, like, did we piss off the journal? That's, that's, that's something you can find out. That's like 20, 20 minutes of Googling with a cup of coffee. That, that ain't shit. Now, where this, cross, where this starts to become really interesting is where it starts to cross over with double-blind review, mm. which preprints obviously fuck, right? Now, I've thought a lot about uh, fully open review, single-blind review, and double-blind review and come to the conclusion that I don't have the slightest goddamn idea. People have very strong opinions on this. I don't. What's bo- I'll tell you why. Okay. What were you going to ask? No, I was going to say, what's your gut? What's your gut reaction? My, uh, what my gut? Well, since I started my postdoc, are too substantial, <laughs> frankly. Um, in in general, oh look, I I have a, a a normal bias in most things towards openness, mm. and that's probably born from the fact that. I'm perfectly capable of going out in public and making a fuss and defending myself and kicking people in the balls and getting into fights and not really being afraid of like, well, you know, if you want to trash it, if you want to talk shit, I want to know who you are. You get to know who I am. Yeah. Right. That fits you, you know, though. Let's, let's, not- have, let's have a discussion on that basis. Exactly that fits me. Yeah. I do not expect that answer to be normative to other people. Now, a lot of people who have- personal experience with bias in the review process are pretty big fans of the old double-blinded review. Yeah. I don't know who you are. You don't know who I am. Now, I've done a few of them and I have found out in retrospect, I was thinking about this before because you said we're going to do this question. For once, I am actually prepared. <laughs> um, I have been super complimentary towards a paper that I thought was like, this paper, there's a really serious question of value here and there's, there's some shit that needs cleaning up, but I really like this. Mm. Uh, was from some obscure work group somewhere who I'd never heard of. And it wasn't blind, this one. Never. And no, no, and then that was completely blind. And you think, oh, would I have- Mm. I wonder if I would have approached that with the same kind of open mind 
making the assumption of, oh, wow, these people are really scrupulous and this is a very well done. And this is a grad student. I mean, goddamn, they're hustling. This is, uh, this is good shit. Um, I have also, in a blind review, <laughs> absolutely trolled the work of um, a large, well-known, well-supported work group who shall remain nameless. How did you know it was them? Um, how did I know it was did them? Did you figure it out very um, easily? I- I I I, fi- I figured it out after the fact. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, because all the other reviews came in and it was a thing, and obviously the editor makes a decision. You're like, oh, hang on, this is. A bit- I didn't particularly agree with the decision. Let's not get into the details. I'm like, wait, wait, wait a second, who the fuck are these people? He's like, I think the editor is going really soft on these people. Okay. Who are these motherfuckers? And then you know you you. Because I mean, you have some presumptive kind of attitude that if they're going to go around blinding you and they're going to blind them as well, and let's, let's just see whatever the fuck happens. Um, in my experience, though, um, blinding a manuscript entirely to a motivated person is borderline impossible. Mm, I've heard people say- the, the, the first thing that you have to do is you have to go through and change all the language in the paper. You can't say, like, refer to our previous methods. <laughs> what are you going to do? Scrub that out, re- remove re- the re- reference, refer to re- and you're going to get the comment. Yeah. I- yeah, refer, ref- <laughs> refer to redacted. It was in the previous fucking manuscript. And how do you do, like, our previous- Well, I've got things that before that have been blinded, and in the first couple of paragraphs, it goes, show it in our previous work, citations one, two, three. You- like, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake, gone. why do you even bother- why do you even bother editing it? It's not blind. You're blind, you clown. I think in certain- You bring the blindness with you. In certain fields, it's much more difficult to do this, especially in smaller fields. Because you know you know people's methods and you almost know people's styles styles of writing as well. Let alone- in a small enough field, you could do that. I can't say I could necessarily do that unless someone did something really distinctive. Um, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, maybe you can. Yeah, for for, for, for some people, oh, and also just the just the actual people that they're citing. Not 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 to say that they're citing themselves, but just the patterns of citations. You get to, you, you, you get to understand these things. So I think okay. Mm. The question comes to this: If blinding actually worked, and there was no way to actually figure out um, who was writing papers, I think this would be a really effective thing to reduce bias. I have a feeling that I've been at the uh, at the receiving end of this. Um, because I'm not from a, a fancy a fancy university, um, because I'm a little bit more junior, and I think a lot of reviews would have gone my way if I was from a different institution. Uh, I mean, I get the bias that. Sorry, how is your university not fancy? Because it's because 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 I can. Cause, 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 I can see a big conical pile of money over your don't, shoulder. Don't, don't, don't tell them, James. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, I've told this story before, but I've been at so many conferences. You know the 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 old the old name tag, talking to you, look down, see where you're mm. from, then then the eyes wander somewhere else because because you're not from that US, you're not from a US institution, um, or from uh, or from Oxford, the the the, the only the only, yeah. the only institution I mean, that like that USB. You, you have you have said that before. It's I mean I don't generally wear a name tag at. No conferences, yeah. Um, but prim- for a combination of reasons, one because I can't be bothered, two because I may want to exit or enter under sort of you know, <laughs> D- double blind um, uh, conference entry. No, no. It's also like occasionally there've been local conferences, and I've gone without wearing a name tag. So I try and do it as much as possible elsewhere. When I do have a name tag, for the simple reason that I hope the security people get used to the fact that academics are bad at name tags, which I know is really convoluted, but it amuses me. So I do dumb shit like that. Look, the, the only time people are um, checking are checking name tags at conferences is when there's booze involved. 
no one cares for, po- for, 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 for keynotes, but as soon as, as soon as there's a bit of booze at a poster session, they're, they're, they're checking badges left, right, center. <laughs> yeah, Because right. people sneaking yeah, in. Yeah, but, but they're trying, trying to see if you've got any drink tickets stuck to the ex- back of it and they can pinch it off you. Exactly. But, okay, so I, I have been on the receiving end of bias in a number of ways um, because of the institution that I'm at and because I'm a bit more junior. So, if the system, if the system worked- I would be a huge fan of it, but it seems like it's not working. So, what we have to do is weigh up the the positives of preprints versus the positives of, of blinding. All, all things equal, I think the benefits of preprinting may possibly outweigh um, the, the loss of, of blinding. I'm not sure. I, I, I haven't thought deeply about this because I'm not, I don't really submit to journals where this is actually, this is actually possible. Yeah, but um, I, I've seen. I, yeah, no, I, that's that's. I I I take your point. Um, something that is, if you want the sort of best of both worlds, you 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 kind of have to do it. You have to do it old school. I mean, the, the one of the, there's, there's lots of benefits for preprints, obviously. Mm. Um, and we've been through them ad nauseum in other episodes. Uh, the f- the fact that you get valuable feedback on what you've done, the fact that people will review and use your code and think that you're a lovely person and you'll help them actually do their science, um, the fact that your record is established sooner, yeah, the fact that it's it's the the fact that it becomes a living document and you're making a commitment to the fact that it might change. Even there's a mentality difference. Like, okay, oh, yeah, maybe maybe I'll fix it up a bit later. I got preprints that are on the fourth version and shit like that. So, you know, you can you if you want to do that, if you want the same benefits, then you've got to try and find people, send them the manuscript, tell them not to send it anywhere else, incorporate their feedback, um, then go through blind review, and then presumably on acceptance or you know, it's just like uh, acceptance pending minor revisions or something. You can stick the thing in the public domain. Maybe you'll have a, a, enough of a cycle to incorporate some additional comments. Um, but, I mean, that's started getting a little bit convoluted. It depends yeah. on how important the manuscript is. I don't think anyone's going to give that much of a fuck. So, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, 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 the key point here is, as you say, preprints fuck double-blind review really badly. I've heard people all say you, all you need to do is all you need to do is a ver- even if you put in the fucking topic area to try and get a background the preprint's going to come up you don't need to be looking for the paper you yeah. don't need to be phrase grabbing out of it right you don't need to be there's no, it doesn't even require funny business you don't you don't have to put your fucking Sherlock Holmes hat on and go oh I'm going to find out who these authors are you even even if you're just vaguely interested in it the little bastard's going to pop up yeah. and the other problem is it's recent and some search results for things like this so the recency thing gives them kind of primacy and yeah a new thing that's directly related Pops, pops to the top. And a lot of people, if, if you're following stuff online on Twitter or say you follow the Sci Archive uh, Twitter feed or RSS feed, um, so I've, I've heard a lot of people say, well, okay, this is a problem. Um, so, you just have to do the ethical thing and say that you are not going to make an effort to actually find out the identity of these people. That seems to be the only real clear solution to this. And but like you say, sometimes that. But it's also, I mean, it's also you're proposing something that a requires on people to be inherently incurious and behave themselves, and b is totally unenforceable. So if you yeah. put both of those things to one side, 
everyone do the decent thing. I mean, how well is that working for academic integrity <laughs> in general? I don't believe in. I don't believe in the solution of like ask everyone nicely to do the decent thing because I see a great deal of examples of people who fucking don't do that. Yeah. Right, and it's and those are the people that you've got to watch out for. You've got someone who's like, oh, I wanted to publish a paper on this, or oh, fuck these people, or oh, I'm just a selfish bastard. Yeah, those are the same people who are going to look for you. The same people who are going to tank your paper. Yeah. So, uh, well, it is. It is, of course. I mean, it, it, let's let's put it this way: there's an awful lot of peer reviewers who are sufficiently incurious to go around looking for the, uh, I, the goddamn. I, I would say eighty percent right? would be like that. That 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 that's my gut feeling. <laughs> there, are, okay. people aren't. At least, at least most of the reviews that I get, people are well informed, but it doesn't seem like. They've actually gone out of the way to go, oh, this, 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 this is interesting. And they've done some searching and they've provided some recommendations. Uh, I, I, don't get, I don't get the impression that people are going to be curious like that. So, I don't think this seems to be kind of verging on that sort of edge, edge, edge scenario case where this really isn't going to be happening that often. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, look, maybe to, to actually, um, to actually re- re- return to the center of the questions here. Um, Okay, look, I, I think- the, I, the, the materials are a separate point here. Wow, we're going deep into the, the, like the academic nerd fuckery on this one, aren't we? The materials themselves, the, the data, the analysis code, et cetera, et cetera. And you're worried about that shit being identifiable. Yeah, well, of course, if it's on your Git, oh, you can go through the steps of anonymizing it, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's doable. Um, it's doable. It's, it's probably more doable if, than your manuscript. Um, Depending on what it is, it should be reasonably. It should be reasonably straightforward. The other thing is, I mean, if, if there's if there's notes in your code that are identifiable, can't you just phrase grab out your names? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I I always put my details at the, at the top of my code, um, contact details. But for the for the review process, um, but then again, if it's linked to your GitHub, <laughs> there it is. There, there, yeah, there. yeah, 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 yeah. All right, but so, look, this is. I mean, I would if if there's any kind of barrier to anything like this, I would circumvent this by uh, if you've got a basket of journals to choose from, I try and find one that doesn't do double blind review um, <laughs> with an editor from the 21st century. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, you can not worry about the whole thing. That's the thing. Like, uh, that's what makes it difficult because sometimes in in most circumstances you can sort of say, I want to, I want to aim, I want to aim at these particular journals, and no matter what you do, you're able to adjust your paper accordingly. But this is one of those situations. One, the preprint situation. But unless you're submitting to submitting to the New England Journal of Medicine, I don't think this is this is going to be a, a particular issue that journals are not going to accept preprints. Um, that, that, that that's the only one, and maybe some some weird society journals. But when it comes to double blind review, um, if you do it in the first place, then perhaps that knocks out a few different options. But then I think the 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 positives of, of preprints seem to outweigh this. But this this okay, this comes back to the assumption, and this is something that's been raised to me a few times, is that one of the reasons that people say preprints are great is that people can comment on your preprints. You get comments, you improve. But uh, I think I read a stat that only like like five percent of preprints actually get any comments. These are public comments, by the way. So public comments on BioArchive. Um, we don't. Oh, I I rarely leave comments yeah, exactly that are in public. So l- l- let's assume that five percent are public and another five percent. So I would say for every public comment that I get, I'll probably get one private comment for for for, for a preprint. That is, uh, no, okay. actually, uh, I would probably get for every public comment, I'd probably get two private comments. 
So, let's say the statistic of 10% of bioarchive uh, articles get publicly commented on. Let's bump that up to 20% of articles. You've still got 80% of articles which aren't getting commented on. So, if your article isn't getting commented- well, Yeah, so it's, you, that's, the, that's the build it and it will come model. Let's just leave all this information in the public domain and hopefully people will participate. They fucking won't. Yeah, so so this- This, this is the whole point. When you put it in public, when you put it in public, it's not just a matter of the fact that everyone's going to find your shit in particular so incredibly interesting they're going to suddenly turn up and spontaneously start peer reviewing it of their own volition and free will. It is a statement of- Here's the fucking place where the comments can be aggregated and the thing can be uploaded. It's just the place for doing that. Yeah? yeah. It's still a preprint if you stick it on your own website. After that, if you really need comments, like every other goddamn thing in the world, you have to ask for it yourself. Right? Yeah. You have to be a participant in other conversations where people will find it sufficiently interesting to go through and comment on it. You have to stick it on the socials medias. You have to email the link to people. And emailing the link to people is a lot fucking easier. Do you do that? Than attaching a manuscript with a whole bunch of uh, shit attached to it. I do what? Do you, for for every manuscript or for most manuscripts that you submit as a preprint or even before preprint or no preprint, do you email people going, here is a manuscript? Um, I would appreciate any comments. Oh god, yes. Yeah, every every single manuscript. Yeah. How many? How many people? Pro- how many? Probably. And how many people would you typically do this for? Um, I'd say minimum two. Okay, interesting. I have just started doing this. Um, you know, to, to, to be to be frank, I uh, two things here. Firstly, I didn't want to sort of impose myself on on good collaborators going hey take it take, take some of your time out Un- unless it was something that was extremely relevant to them but two if they're people that aren't collaborators that i think would actually be interested in the paper i get that niggling feeling that people are going to go who's this bloke trying to self-promote his own work i don't know dan for fuck's sake Oh my god! What? Oh, he's he's trying to he's trying to do a self promotion. Are you worrying about self promotion? You massive media whore! <laughs> what are you talking about? Unbelievable! Are, are you like one of those people? Unbelievable! Are you like one of those people what? that that accuse me of of um of being a media whore for that for that stupid rabbit? No, 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 no. I get to accuse you of being a media whore. No one else is allowed <laughs> just, to. Just this you. is a protected activity. Anyone else who's coming at you for this is going to have to deal with me personally. Yeah. I get to say this because it's funny when I say <laughs> it and it's very mean and untrue when other people say it. Now, it's not a question of just going, hey, motherfucker, I know you'd be interested in my work because my work's fantastic. Give us your time. That's obviously a shit approach. Right? Yeah. What's a better approach than that? Here's a question for the thing for a manuscript I'm working on, no link. I have a specific question about whether or not this thing here is, is that congruent with you? Have I missed a reference? What's going on? Do you think this is the right technique? Help me out, etc. Yeah, right. Yeah, a specific question. Now, a lot of people, yeah, 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 a specific question. But the specific question is to find out whether or not they are interested enough in the environment to want to fucking talk to you about it, Right. It's a. It's not. It's. It's not. You're, try, you're trying to be respectful of people's time and find out whether or not they're interested in the dumb shit that you're putting in order. Yeah, right. Yeah. The best way to do it is not. Hey, give us stuff. The best way is if you're interested. Here's a constrained question and/or environment. Can you talk to me about this? 
Because if they are interested, look, I don't even think twice. I'll give you an example from the other day, okay. right? I was sitting around in the middle of this moving shit. I had to uh, I had to fix some stuff up around the house and then I'm trying to do my job and uh, the, the ceiling tiles are falling on my head as usual and my feet are on fire and I have more manuscripts than teeth and everyone wants everything from me yesterday, including people who haven't met me yet. And I get an email <laughs> randomly from a dude. Right. And this dude is, uh, th- th- it could not be more random. Okay. This email, it could not be more fucking random than this guy. Okay. He is a random fella from a anesthesiology department <laughs> in Assam, India. Okay. Who's found me because he's Googling some shit. Uh, probably because if he's an anesthesiologist, he found Carlisle's work. He started Googling around looking for different things. And then he went, oh, who is this Heather's dickhead? All right, there's all this other. Maybe I'll talk to him. And his email said, "Uh, I thought your blogs were interesting. Here's the thing. And he's like, I think I can create a fake data set. I'm doing this because I'm curious. This is my fake data set. I've made a fake data set. I'm sending it to you. I bet you can't prove it's fake. In a random email. Wow. Wow. Right? Okay. Now, I got that email at 3.25 p.m. And I replied at 3 fucking 47. Do you know why? Because that's really interesting <laughs> to me personally. Right? Yeah. That's what happens. I tell- I, no, And look, uh, how many times have I told you I get back to you in six weeks or 20 minutes? Yeah, yeah. I'm exactly the same now. 22 fucking minutes. 22 minutes. Right? Now- your your 20 minute people are out there maybe it's something it's easy for them to say maybe it's something that they're interested in maybe it's a career hobby horse for them maybe they met you at some point and they've got something to add right yeah there's people who care but you've got to fucking ask now that's like fucking catnip to me <laughs> yeah the pure just the, like the bare assed randomness of like this guy doing this thing this thing turning up and he's got a fake paper written it's really it's really fucking hilarious it's like the effect of space cucumbers on people like like coming out of this data set oh, who is this guy amazing it's just some random just some random dude okay i'm going to some random dude his name's uh, his name's priam he seems like a gangster i like him All i'm right, going to have to so- hand it to you i i think that's that's a really good idea um that's a really good idea getting an excerpt from the paper specifically targeted to the person that you genuinely want to know the answer to rather than actually going he he's my he's my massive preprint i like that yeah i, I well, like his sorry here's my 50 page document i mean the vast majority of all this text is wank anyway yeah right <laughs> yeah cover page something letter to the editor dear editor did you know that the thing that's missing from your life is all my good shit bet you didn't how about this you scroll it's and scroll, all, and scroll, and scroll, and scroll. <laughs> you get to page six and then you've got to read from exactly page six to exactly page 17 and then skip out the references and then go to the figures from exactly about page 25 to exactly page 33 right and if you want to check the fucking supplementary you've got to go open another link <laughs> it's all horribly it's all horribly organized because we're trying to get over the legacy of having to write shit down on dead trees. It's right? And journals are about as modern as Lord Mountbatten. <laughs> right? So look, there's 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 ways there's ways to navigate this stuff. There's ways to talk to people who are being respectful. There's ways to involve people in your work process because every single thing needs to be like it's it's good to ask for stuff. Yeah? But it's also a lot better to offer stuff that people want to know about. 
How long do you think it takes me to get back to people who are like whistleblowers? Hey, here's this paper. Can I talk to you about this paper? This paper is really fucked up and it's created a 20 year legacy of horrible shit happening in my field that I know nothing about. I'm like, I'm putting two hours aside to deal with this yeah, shit right yeah. now. Yeah. Right? And people are often shocked when I get back to them like that. Oh, he's talking to me. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, of course he is. You spent all this time talking about it and then people find you and then they go, hey, you might be interested in. I fucking am. It's like, hell, hell yeah, I'm interested. Okay. And that's, and that's, the, best, that's the best thing, you know, with your media hooritude, everyone knows whatever the fuck you're interested in. We know yeah. what you do. No, yeah. I'm not saying start a podcast and scream about things in general or necessarily become as good at the twats as you are with your, with your special twatting or whatever you're doing now on Instagram or TikTok or showmeyourdick.com <laughs> or whatever the hell you're into these days. Look, right? I, I think it's amazing because I, I sent you a paper where I'm like, uh, I think it was yesterday going, l l look at this garbage. And then, of course, as soon as I came up- Oh, that. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was pathetic in a way not normally seen outside of kind of a remakes of midday merchant ivory films <laughs> where everyone just cries at a garden party for 90 minutes and then they all die. That paper sucked. It was really bad. And then, of course, of course within the space of a few hours, I got like three different people going, oh, I think you'd be interested in this. <laughs> Ta-da! There you go. And what I'm do you like, think happens? Look, what what happened to me on what happened to me on Twitter this morning? Or oh, was it yesterday morning? I don't fucking remember. Someone popped up and they're like, "Hey, I'm reviewing this paper, and they got really big effects from really small manipulations, and everything's fucked, and everything's off." I get like four tags and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, and I want and I want to see that paper. That's exactly the point. Yeah, because look, and I've, I've said this a number of times. I said that, A, anyone can talk to me. You know what I was thinking of doing the other day? Yeah. Getting a burner phone with a number and literally putting the phone number in public yeah. and then saying, if you want to talk to me between the hours of this and this, you can call this. Let's see what happens. You can actually get like a Google phone number. I, I'm you know, pretty sure. I had sure. one. It didn't work. It sucked. Oh. It was a terrible experience. The um, an actual physical phone. I take just a photo with a phone, put it on the thing. No, right now, you can you can literally, hi, the world. You can call me on the telephone. I've seen people- uh, Leave a voicemail if I don't pick it up. Do it. I've seen people do that. They have virtual office hours and they said between these two hours, um, they set up a calendar going, if you want to talk to me um, over Skype or whatever, you can do this. You could also set up like a burner Skype account where people can just call you on the Skype number. Yeah. Do it. Hmm. Okay. Fuck it. Well, now I've said it. I guess I yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Yeah, I know. I mean, getting a prepaid SIM card is really difficult here for really? some reason. You, you go, oh, you go into T-Mobile and they're like, yeah, what's your mother's maiden name? How many assholes do you have? Write it all down. Because um, I think they, I'm going to use it to buy nuclear arms on the dark net or something. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know I, in most why other the fuck it's so from, can get them from like vending machines. <laughs> oh, in, in, in the, when, I, when I was working in Poland, the, the, my boss is like, oh, now we will go and get a phone. And I'm like, oh, I already got a phone. They go, excellent. Then we will get a SIM card. And we're, we're sitting in like a market square eating ice cream. And he walks up to the kiosk and I was like, this motherfucker's going to have two ice creams. And he comes back and he goes, yeah, it's, it's, a, ten, he, he, it's he, a 10 slotty <laughs> SIM card. He whistles and some bloke and then, and then calls and then calls me like 90 seconds later. It's good. No, you have my number. That's you amazing. Have a working phone. And I'm like, I fucking love this guy. Oh, what a country. Oh, um, <laughs> man, I miss, I miss Poland. Oh, what a cool place. 
If two Hertz episodes per month isn't enough for you, you can hear an additional bonus episode by becoming an Everything Hurts patron for only $5 a month. If you can't swing the $5 but still want to support the show financially, we also have a $1 per month tier, which gives you access to a monthly newsletter. All of your financial support goes directly back into the show. If you want to support the show non-financially, we'd love it if you could leave an iTunes review or share links to the episodes on social media. Now, let's get back to it. I want to cover something that was said at the end and ended the comment, which was, I'm unsure how to convince our supervisor that this wouldn't hurt our prospects. Uh, that, that, that That's a good comment. And supervisors are generally risk averse for various reasons. Um, and one mm. of the most common questions that I get is, how do I convince my supervisor about this stuff? Um, uh, I find it- Do it. Do it and make it a success. Yeah, that's exactly do what I was going to say. Do it and make it work. Yeah. Do, it, do it and show them. Yeah, that's exactly, right? that's exactly what I was going to yeah, say. You don't have to say, you don't have to say, I'm going to make an effort to show you, but stick it out in, if you're going to like, oh, you convinced me to put a preprint. Yeah? Fucking, in me, if you could do what would be an ideal scenario for that, do it, release it, get people to look at the code, get people to read the paper, get fucking feedback, take the feedback, integrate the feedback, make it better, stick it up their ass and go, look, the system works. Yeah. Now, will it work like that every time? No, but the point's being made, right? Yeah. You're making a point. Yeah, it's somewhat performative, but the whole idea is that that's possible. The other thing is, of course, is that shit lives forever. Those things are really well indexed. They can always be found. I got preprints. I'm never going to get around to publishing because fuck it, it already exists. I don't need your approval. Is, is that why you never? Oh, is that why your ne- career? Something, something. Is that why you're uh, never going to publish uh. our water paper? Hmm? Oh, isn't that is that preprinted? Yes, it should be. Yeah, it's preprinted. We we have to publish that. It's good. It's already been cited, James. It's been cited. Good. Well, it can it can stay being a preprint and, and keep getting cited. <laughs> Look, there's no, 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 honestly, look, there's a point, plus you should know that I'm in many ways congenitally unsuited to going around begging for other people's permission to do stuff, right? Sometimes if you've got a manuscript and it's pre-printed and it starts getting cited and people have read the fucking thing, yeah, you can fucking pound sand if you want me to spend six months like traversing yeah, through a process this, when I've got other stuff to do. This isn't mathematics though. And a lot of people have the impression that a preprint is a work in progress. That a preprint isn't the final thing. So okay. I think is that what you is that what you'd say, Daniel? Look, or would you rather say say James is lazy and scatterbrained? Yeah, I would. I, I, I say that anyway. But oh, okay, let, brought it to the table, did he? Let's look at this. So you something that I see. I I am not afraid to cite preprints. I will I will do this anytime. Um, but if I see a preprint which has been put up for a few years um in some cases i've actually emailed the author going hey i saw this thing has there been any progress because i'm curious as to why no progress has been made is it because there's a fundamental error with the preprint you can't go deleting preprints yeah um you, you, of course you can update preprints but you can't update it going you know what we retract this preprint because we found a fundamental error you're not doing that so I want. I kind of want to see some progress. I, I don't know. Am I am I crazy? Do, do, do you get what I'm getting at here? So, if a preprint's been around for four years, um, you have to ask the question: uh, Why? Is it because it's been under review for a long time? Few, a few years? I don't know. I would. I would simply say, Dan, you don't have to ask the question. 
I don't think everything needs to be a publication. And look, here's, here's the other thing. Any motherfucker that's going to be in the position of employing me in the first place is not going to be someone who goes, oh, well, on the traditional metrics, he's... No, 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 no. It's not about, about hiring. It's about, right? it's about work that... Other people's work that I'm evaluating because I want to include that in my in, in my work that I'm citing. I'm building upon this body of research. I want to make sure that I'm citing stuff which is reliable. And if something's been a preprint for five years, aren't you curious as to why? Um, I- minimally. Mm, okay, okay. Um- Can't you read the fucking paper and make your own determination, Daniel? Yeah, but in some cases, I will read a paper and I would miss if there was a fundamental error. What if there was a coding error? I don't know if there was a coding error. Unless unless they unless they posted the code and I went to the trouble of, of running it. Yeah, which is exactly how much you'd know about any other fucking manuscript because you know how well the traditional publication process is at finding errors like that. <sighs> well, you don't get the code in the first place, you massive donkey. <laughs> some, some, sometimes... Reviewers get su- authors get surprised when I actually review their code. They're like, "You actually read the code?" I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, did, yeah, it, it, it didn't we've, work. We've, we've mentioned we've mentioned this before. How many times has someone said, "Here's access to all the coded materials," and you click on the link and it's a private repo? Uh, yeah, a few times. <laughs> yeah, a but, few but times. it gets you know, very quickly. I've I've done that. Yeah, same. I've done that as well. I've done that twice. <laughs> Yeah, and we only figured it out in retrospect because no one clicked, no one clicked on the on fucking <laughs> link. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's something. It's like you've got the link; it's in there. You stick it in the manuscript months in advance before you're ever like ready to show people. It's sitting there. Like, oh well, that's because you. That's all squared away before you get to the point of, like, well, what do we? What do we want to say? Like, can we get all the authors on this to say yes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's like finishing off a grant. You've got to get 10 people to agree on the fucking budget. It's not a matter of like write 12 pages worth of what you're going to do. It's a matter of like here's a 50-page spreadsheet full of bullshit. Make sure it's <laughs> A, accurate and B, fair. Look, I want to bring up- And get everyone to agree. I want to bring up the F the F1000 way of, of publishing, which seems to be a good compromise between the two sort of systems we're talking about. So, there, um, a paper- you, you submit a paper and you, and you can submit it on a preprint on the F1000 server- and people review it, and the paper is essentially pu- published, so to speak. And you can actually go through and see the review process, and you can actually see um, each individual reviewer whether they've actually approved the paper for publication or whether it's still re- requiring revision. And you can actually see the process as it goes along. I, I, I quite, I quite like that because what it means is is that you can actually make your own judgment as to the quality. Well. You can get the assistance of other peer reviewers to judge the quality of the paper. So if you're seeing a preprint and two reviewers have reviewed it, and, and you know it, it looks to be pretty legit, then you can have a little bit more confidence in citing it. But look, when you're citing a preprint, obviously, when people are reading it, they can see that you're citing a preprint and that you've made the determination yourself by reading the paper that you believe it's legit science. So yeah, I, I still stick by my idea that I'm a little bit. I wouldn't say suspicious, but I'm a little bit curious if a paper has been a preprint for for, for quite a long time um, and it hasn't moved anywhere. You're just not able to not give a shit. You can't understand other people not giving a shit. You can't step away. Not everything has to be valuable. (sighs) It's it's, it's fine for something to exist. I know that you want to go through the tremendously value-adding process of peer review, which is incredibly effective, (laughs) and get proper special little credit for everything you do. No, it's not not about me. It's not about me. It's about review. Well, when you're telling me your opinion, Daniel, it is about (laughs) me. All right, all right, all right. 
I wish but, the dirty publish, looks publish the bloody sound. paper. Publish the bloody paper, James. <laughs> that, that's what I'm trying oh, to get. Publish it's the bloody. This just is, some, yes, you. You're getting exasperated. It's a roundabout way. Thing where your eyes go all squinty is <laughs> very old school. Hurts. It is old school. Hurts. Oh. You, 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 you bring it back and look. I, I think I've been talking about this. I know. Since no, also, I haven't, I haven't properly 10. exasperated you in years. This is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just submit the bloody paper. It's a really good paper. I, I get people commending me on this paper, going, "Thank you." For publishing a, a, a what is essentially a boring paper, but is extremely important, isn't that nice? Is um, sorry, on 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 what on your normal work? They say it's boring <laughs> but important. No, no like uh, okay, the, the paper for anyone that's interested is looking at the effect of different amounts of water consumption on, on HRV, which I think is incredibly interesting. You think is incredibly interesting. That's why we published the thing. Oh, I, I thought it was interesting enough to do two studies in order. It was um, it, it was great. It's well, a- the problem it, it, it always it always that that paper always had a funny job finding a home because it's not sufficiently physiological to send it to a, like a journal of applied physiology. Yeah. Um, and it contains absolutely no social science content whatsoever. So the people who would normally use biometric measures as a correlate of something else, attention, emotion, mood disorder, frantically shitting the bed, whatever <laughs> the thing. It doesn't, I mean, it's a, it's a methods paper for that essentially. Most reasonable sort of renal and circulatory physiologists would understand the osmopressor effect. Yeah. Right? Hypoosmotic stimulus goes in, into circulation, trip V1 receptors go, oh, it's a hypoosmotic stimulus. I don't know why they sound like that. Apparently, they're my little fucking pony receptors. Um, a whole bunch of vascular factors change, and it changes the regulation of your heart rate on the back end of it, essentially making a, a, like upstream changes in your blood pressure by reasonably well-understood mechanisms. So, water in, heart rate down. Yeah. Um, and it, like, it's subsequent to uh, uh, the previous blood pressure change. Yeah. So it was hard. It's hard to find a happy home for it at the time. And the other thing is, I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. But people were pissing in your ears. You don't understand. Look, when you've got a, it's got this funny thing. This is a good lesson for like psychology weirdos, <laughs> like in particular. When you've got a really, really strong idea of what something does, and you are taking nine or ten within subject measurements over time, right? Yeah. And you would expect you would expect a like a top end effect size of about one point four. Yeah, you only need ten people. It's just Easy. it just fucking is. We well, don't need ten people. Just you need you need the same amount of people as you'd need mice for doing like <laughs> a, a a biological experiment. You just you just bang it in, and you know what you're looking at, and it comes out the other side. And then you've got to listen to all this bitching about how it's oh, it's powered. Hey, fuck you. I actually have a real hypothesis here. <laughs> from some, something that we've understood for 40 years. It's just a matter of demonstrating how it works in context. And it was the dose response as well. You know, that was that was interesting. That's That was really straightforward because the whole thing, I mean, the initial part of that experiment, the whole thing's within subjects. It's great. You know? It's great. We've got 10, 10 people in and they've all got before and after measurements. Of all the different conditions, so it's it's within the whole way down. And one person fucking lied to me about eating breakfast, and I said they had to come in on an empty stomach, right? So if you look at the the, the, the lines, <laughs> this is I found that out. How'd you find that, that out? In retrospect, sorry. How'd you find that out that they ate breakfast? 
Um, because they, I, I asked. Did them, you have to get open them? Blotted out. I wrote back to them and I go, "You, you had breakfast, didn't you? Like in there, all guilty, brushing crumbs off their shirt or anything yeah, like yeah. that." But you saw the response and it's like, "You had breakfast, sneaky, sneaky." I told you to have an empty stomach. You had breakfast. So I'm gonna stab you. I didn't say that. I was very nice about it because, I mean, you accept the fact that human experiments are messy. And they were they were a good sport about the whole thing eventually after lying right to my face. Could you lie to this face, Daniel? <laughs> that uh, that person obviously did. But look, that <laughs> he's this, this, thinking about lying to it right now. This this was a um, this, uh, it, it was a, it was really good. It was one of those things that you kind of have a folk intuition that um, and our folk intuition was oh, if anyone comes in with a um, you know anyone from from like a, a smallish bottle of water like above you you'd, you'd panic a bit going oh this isn't good. Um, but then we actually tested that folk intuition and, and, and uh, we, we found some good results. So, yes, um, read the preprint, um, which, which, which according to James's history, will, will never see the light of day. <laughs> it, well, in a publication sense. Look, it's a, yeah, it's a good paper. It's been cited already. It's like this also. Look, I mean, error, error detection's ruined my life for a couple of years when it comes to, you know, all those good things that you should do. Um, at, at the door, I've, I've filled an I've filled an awful lot of that with error detection for like some years now, and with other writing and books I'm working on and other projects and shit like that. And I just sort of yeah, it happens, man. Uh, didn't we add you as an author primarily so it would actually get done? Yeah, in the exactly, first place? I don't, exactly. I don't and remember I remember you being necessary. I, I pushed and I pushed it over the line. Fixed up your analysis that was done in Excel or the back of a serviette. Did some nice plots. It didn't need no complicated analysis. Uh, it, 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 it wasn't. I don't know what you did. Oh, hang on. No, you added you added Bayes factors. So, we had another way of saying our obviously observable effect is still obvious with boof on it. Yeah. No, it, it, was, right. it was that. No, and, and there was other stuff that kind of strengthened it because I, I, I made it more efficient, the analysis. Yeah. So, Good, so, 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 so you, oh, you and your valuable contribution. So, you, so, so oh, you bring me on. To Are you going to bug me about this every episode? I, I, I think I will now. Just, just submit it somewhere. Oh, what, just, what happened to this? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What happened to this poor young person? and a lovely question. I sincerely hope we covered all I, that. I, I, We've done an absolutely stellar job of not fucking staying on track today. Worse than usual, which is I, not I, I think I, I, I did think we answered the question very well. So, thanks. I sincerely hope so. Let, let, us, know if, let, let us know if you haven't. Um, we, we, we've kept this uh, this person anonymous, but um, maybe when we actually release the episode, they can identify themselves if they want, and that's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, continue sending questions in. Uh, this was over Twitter DM, um, but you can also send questions in um, uh, through the contact page on our lovely website, which is everythinghurts.com. Keep on, on, lovely. Keep on sending in- Very lovely. Keep on sending in reviews. Keep on posting them on iTunes. We've got some good ones recently, and we've managed to aggregate them from around the world. Previously, we only ever saw reviews that were ever posted in Australia- or, or, or the US, wherever our, our, our accounts were. But I found a way to actually get these. And I always forward these to James. And, and they're, all, they're always great, m- m- most of them anyway. But, uh, yeah, keep, we, we read them all now. So, even if you're in a, a different um, iTunes locality, you do that. And uh, there are other ways that um, you can support the show. If you are listening on uh, Overcast, at least 15 to 20%, about 15% of our listeners use Overcast, which is a fantastic... Um, iOS app and within Overcast you can actually star the podcast and um, that's just a way of sort of boosting the, the visibility of the podcast so if you're liking an episode 
just give it a star if you're listening on Overcast. Um, and of course, um, we do we have any good do we have any good rude reviews recently? Uh, no, they've, they've, they've actually they've, they've all been they've all been quite nice. They've, they've, all, all the titles are unprofessional, uninformed, five stars. Um, <laughs> and unprofessional and inf- oh, uninformed. Classic. That was like a, that was like a sec- yeah. that was our second review. Oh no, there was one where they called us they, they called us arrogant. Oh right! Ah, uh, they're, they're um, like oh, they said so they say was that they, was that just me or no, was that both, both of us? Both of us. So that oh, you're arrogant as well. Yeah, I, I thought. I, oh, we're not going for that. There's only room for one only room. person <laughs> yeah, exactly. here, and I'm, and I'm much better at it than you. <laughs> we might have our first Half-Life guest coming up. I haven't even told you about this, James. Um, but you, one of our what? Yeah, one of our potential guests. I'm actually going to be seeing very soon and um and there's talk of us at least the two of us doing it live and you calling in for the first time i'll give i'll give you some i'll give you some details i've got to check that you're available first before we actually release but i'm finding out about this for the first yeah, time myself this th- that sounds fun we should we should definitely do that this, this, i hope you got a good i hope you got a good uh multi-directional microphone business going on I, i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah i i, I can get my hands on one um, so we can, so we can do. Okay. So yeah, so this is going to be, um, this is going to be, uh, I'll, I'll be, I'll be with the guest, and and you'll be calling in, um, maybe, and maybe, maybe, maybe there is a way that we could potentially do this half live because I think we can get an audience listening on. Hurts half live, half live. So we'll, ha- we'll have oh, your, wow. we'll have your big mug up on a screen somewhere. Um, oh, like Big Brother, like big, and like, you'll, you'll, you'll sit just, around. Just sit around. And then, and then I'm 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 trying to think about the the, the 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 technicalities behind this, but if they're I'm looking at a way that we can we can work with this. The the the, the guest is super keen to do this, and I'm keen as well. But if we can get you to sort of big big brother like be on a screen behind us and us record the thing without sacrifice. I mean, we we could do this easily, but we we, we could potentially yeah. We could potentially- well, look, tell us tell us in the comments whether or not you think that's a good idea because this obviously appeals to both a my desire to try new things and entertain people because it's fun and it helps them, and b my sense of grandiosity yeah. where I get to be. <laughs> yeah. An enormous swollen melon on a screen because normally Dan's the one with the big it's, it's, forehead in this it's, particular it's relationship. Time, it's time to reverse this. It's my it's yeah. it's my revenge. So we're we're, we're going to see if we can make this happen. If this does happen, it will be in about two or three weeks' time, and uh, we'll we'll um we'll promote the shit out of it. Um, if if we could somehow do it live, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, that's dope. All right, I hope that works. I hope that yeah, works out, yeah. and I hope whatever the scheduling is, like whenever this comes out and whenever that happens, that it all doesn't. I mean, uh, this could be described in retrospect. No, no, no or th- th- this would happen. How this, incredibly confusing! This episode will come out before the other episode. Speaking in in in, in riddles here, but yes, okay, we're going to wrap up. Thanks for listening uh, to this episode, um, and uh, yeah, we we love you all. Yes, we do. Yes, special little tinkers. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye.